Hello and welcome to the Climate Friendly Travel Podcast, where each episode we speak to the great and the good of the global travel and tourism industry to learn more about what they're doing to ensure that the principles of climate friendly travel are being advanced. I'm Jed Brown, your host for this week's episode, and today we have a special episode for you after my last visit to Kenya, where I met up with Kenya's former Minister for Tourism and Wildlife, Najib Balala. Najib has served as Kenya's Minister for Tourism and Wildlife since 2008 and is credited to having led the development and implementation of wildlife policy in 2020, the National Wildlife Strategy in 2030 and the National Tourism Blueprint 2030, as well as conducting the first National Wildlife Census in Kenya in 2021. In this episode, I speak to Najib about the state of sustainable tourism in Kenya, what has been achieved so far, and what more there is yet to do. Enjoy. So Najib, you are most welcome to the Climate Friendly Travel Podcast. Uh, thanks so much for agreeing to join us. And um, it's wonderful to see you here in Nairobi. Good, thank you very much, Ged. It's, um, it's absolutely your pleasure. Um, I wanted to speak to you. Um, you know, clearly you were, you were previously the, the minister here um, for tourism, wildlife, yeah, perfect, thank you. Um, for you know, for quite a long period of time, so you're vastly experienced in tourism, and we've been here at the um, Sustainable Africa Tourism Summit last week in Mombasa, where we were learning all about the different um, endeavours of the sector to become more sustainable and be aware of the, the climate crisis and, and our role for tourism within it. Um, and now we're here at we've been at the um, African Hotel Investment Forum, which was on yesterday. And today is Aviadev Africa, all about connectivity within Africa, which is all super exciting. Um, but I first of all wanted to just get your take on um, how do you see the climate crisis, broadly speaking, affecting tourism here in, in Kenya, um, first of all? Well, thank you very much, Ked, and uh, it's a pleasure to be working and collaborating with the Climate Friendly Club. And, uh, it's important for us to be sensitive to the climate change that is happening in our environment. Uh, without being sensitive, then we are going to lose what we have built for many years. Kenya depends on nature tourism, and uh, wildlife conservation is in the heart of Kenya's tourism as a core product, mm. uh, and also beach, beach, beach tourism. But uh, we see mainly affected. We are losing more wildlife. To climate change than to poaching. That's frightening. Yeah, so that is also very worrying for not only the government but for the country at large. Uh, that is our biggest worry. We need to address those issues. Uh, we have wonderful flora and fauna in this country. We have wonderful wildlife conservation programs. We have done very well in terms of improving the numbers of elephants and rhinos in this country almost by 5 to 7% annually. So the government has put an effort to conserve, but unfortunately, again, it's beyond us. Yeah. Climate change, when it affects us. In the last three years, uh, when we have uh, drought in this country, we got the impact of how much we are losing in terms of our uh, elephant numbers, particularly in playing games. 
Right. Yeah, so our playing game also, zebras, uh, wildebeest, uh, antelopes are dying all over our national parks because either there is no grass or there is no water. So these are the impacts that we see it immediately in front of our eyes. So we need to be sensitive. And then also, as, as you are aware, issues of carbon emissions and issues of, of, of the aviation sector uh, impacting to climate. Definitely, we cannot ignore that, but also we cannot discourage people from traveling. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Traveling to some of the communities in the world is a livelihood. Tourism and, and travel is a livelihood. So you cannot stop, stop people from leaving and getting livelihoods is because we have not taken care of climate change issues. So these are the paradox issues yeah. that we need. We need. We need. We need. We need to to address. Uh, we need. It needs leadership. It needs determination. It needs serious uh, discussions on solutions and mitigation and adaptation to be able to address the issues of climate change. Does it on the um, on the aviation side? Does it worry you when sometimes um, you know there's been some comments at different times, certainly in the UK and in Northern Europe, of people saying, "Well, you know, we Northern Europeans, you know, maybe we shouldn't be travelling uh, too far, and maybe we shouldn't be be flying in the future." Do, do those kind of conversations, when you hear about them, does that concern you? And what's what's your message for those? You know, there'll be Europeans possibly listening to this podcast thinking, you know, well, I, I think because of climate change, I shouldn't be traveling to places like Kenya. What, what would you say to that? Let's not be very emotional about these issues. Let's be practical. Let's be realistic about it. Climate change is real. Carbon emissions are real. It's only sober people can sit down and address them and get solutions towards this. A quick solution and reactive solu- uh, issues of boycotting travel will not help the solution. First of all, we have seen it's impossible to boycott travel. Part of travel and part of vacation is part of building your soul and, 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 and rejuvenating your own soul as a human person. So you need to travel, you need a break, you need to take a vacation. Yeah, it's easy to say I'm going just next door, I'm going only using other means rather than flying. But I can tell you it's not a solution. Yeah? It is just emotional and we need to address these issues. The reality is that we have solutions. There are long-term solutions, but they need a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of investment, a lot of determination into solving these issues. Uh, but I'm optimistic. Now we have the SAF, uh, the Sustainable Aviation Fuels coming in, the biofuels. Uh, we don't have the volumes and the quantities. It has to be also done uh, sustainably. It has to be priced right. So all those issues need to be taken. But we are just starting. Yeah. We hope by 2050 we will have a solution. Yeah. But again, it has to have started not today, but yesterday. Yeah. yeah? Uh, but again, we are here. Uh, let's be realistic as well. We want a solution, and we are all working towards a solution. At least in Kenya, Kenya is uh, our, our low-cost airline, uh, Jumbo Jet, they're using already biofuels uh, as a trial to, to be able to, to replace uh, the fossil fuels. And that's really, really encouraging, isn't it, that they're you know, kind of ahead of the curve in that way. Um, when, 
when COVID happened, it was interesting because obviously COVID was obviously horrendous the world over. Um, Kenya, Kenya does like a great many destinations around the world. Kenya does, to a degree, one of the one of the largest industries is tourism. Um, are you able to say roughly sort of how much it, it does contribute to the? It is. It used to be ten percent to eleven percent of the GDP. Wow. Now it's a bit lower because yeah. we're still recovering. Mm. So it's about eight point eight percent of our GDP. But it's not small. Yeah. Yeah. It's significant. I, I, island state is almost seventy percent of the yeah. GDP. We don't have the resources that probably our neighbors or or some of our competitors have in terms of mineral resources. Mm. Yes, uh, our 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 resource is service industry. Yeah. Our resource is human resource. Our resource again is uh, is nature. So 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 we, we 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 manage all this, but in a in a sensitive manner. And and, and the truth of the matter, we have taken conservation both of our wildlife and our environment seriously before. I'll give you an example. Uh, 10 years ago, our forest cover was uh, almost 5.8% of, of the country. Yeah. Today, and that's uh, 10 years later, today we are almost 13% forest cover in Kenya. Well, because the government and the people are focused, they're determined, we have invested, and we continue to invest. Yeah. That's sensational. Um, and, and that actually brings me on very neatly to, um, I had the privilege yesterday of going to the Nairobi National Park, um, which, um, and we spoke briefly about this yesterday, but it, it blew my mind. What an amazing experience. And it's, for our listeners that haven't been to Nairobi, you must come first of all. Um, but you should be aware that there is a national park 15 minutes from here. Yeah. And you can see, Ken, you can see the, the, the Nairobi skyline from the park but you can see all manner of creatures there um, and and you were saying that um, there's been there's been great work to to, 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 to you know to basically protect that and make sure that that remains the same um, and, and never gets encroached because I was asking you yesterday you know it was there has there ever been a temptation to you know start to build around the out the outsides a little bit more and you've been quite vociferous on making sure that that's very much protected right well, uh, Nairobi National Park is the heart of Nairobi. Yeah, it gives us, again, oxygen uh, to the city. It brings beauty, it brings, again, an extra activity. It's about conservation. Mm. Nairobi National Park is over 75 years old. I did not know that. Yeah, uh, and it's about uh, 117 square kilometers. Yeah, so, so it, it's not that small and it's not that big. Uh, but we need to take care of it. Yeah, uh, the government is committed to make sure the boundaries are not tempered with yes uh, encroachment up to the border. Yes, because of development, you can't stop that. Yeah. Uh, government also you use use the peripheries to use highways to do highways and, and the train. Uh, but it's not damaged the national park. It, it coexisted with the infrastructure. It coexisted with the people. So far, I'm happy. Is full commitment of the Kenyan government and the people of Kenya. The beauty about conservation in this country, it is also led by the people, yeah, not only government. So the people believe this is theirs, and they will protect it to death. So, so they they have a role, and government here and our constitution give them the power to participate in their own resources. That's fabulous. Um, 
I also want to before I, before I let you go because I know we don't have a huge amount of time. Um, I, I kind of alluded to this before. Sometimes, as the as the climate question comes up, there are more kind of voices around the world, you know, which is and it frightens me, saying you know maybe you know travel less and everything else. And I think as an industry, we have a bit of a role to remind people why tourism is very very important for our future as well. Um, and it just has to be done more sustainably. But just talk to us a little bit about, and um, for our listeners that maybe aren't aware, the role of tourism with regards to conservation and how tourism supports conservation in places like Kenya. Well, first, first, uh, let me let me let me appreciate first. Tourism is key for our our our, our economy. It's our livelihood. Without tourism, there'd be no conservation because yeah. our main product is conservation. We are selling a conservation product, which is wildlife and its environment and national parks. And, and that's why uh, we, we have to protect it, because it's our livelihood. But also, without it, we will not have conserved. So, so again, as I said, it's a, it a paradox that you cannot do without. Yeah? And most of the countries are the same. Maldives, for example. Without tourism, they will not protect the corals and the, and, and, and the sea life. Uh, again, the Caribbean is the same thing, and many other countries. Yeah, okay, yes, uh, we are also polluters. And not only the tourism sector, all human beings are polluters. Yeah? So we need to be courageous and say, yes, uh, we have an issue, but we definitely need uh, to take care of our environment. Uh, but here, the government is highly committed. The government here, in uh, they are determined by 2030, they want to plant 50 billion trees in the country. Wow. Yeah. So they are determined to even uh, raise our our conservation areas from currently 23 percent of our uh, of our land to 30 percent. Yeah. So so there is a lot of determination. There is a lot of uh, collaboration with international partners and, 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 the, and the population to make sure that this is achieved by 2030. Fabulous, fabulous. Um, I want to thank you so much for your time. I thank know you're you, really pushed for time. It's been such a pleasure to be in Kenya. and um, I'm glad you enjoyed Nairobi National oh, Park. It's phenomenal. It's it beautiful. It blew it, my it, mind. It's actually between the, this is a 6 million population city, but within it, you have again, again, 117 square kilometers of just nature, it's and amazing. you don't even feel that you're in a city. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing, and it's and it's been a great privilege. And I will say this as well, for again, for any of our listeners that haven't been to Kenya and haven't been to Nairobi, one of the other things which I've been absolutely, really, truly bowled over by is yes, there's the wildlife and there's the nature which I was always expecting. Actually, what I wasn't as prepared for is the outrageous warmth of the people. Really, really bowled over by literally everybody I've met. Not just in the tourism industry, people outside of the tourism industry that I've met. I told everybody you, our, our, resource, our resource is our, our population, yeah. our people, yeah? our nature, yeah? and our, 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 our positiveness and hospitable nature and yeah. gesture. That is why we have hospitality flourishing in Africa as Kenya. I agree completely. Good. I'm very much looking forward to the next time, but thank for now, you. thank you so much, Ajib. Really you. appreciate it. And enjoy your stay here. I will for sure. Good. Thank, thank you. you.
So there you have it. Huge thanks again to Najib for taking the time from his busy schedule to share his insights with us today. And we'll share some more podcasts from our Kenyan travels in the coming weeks. So do look out for those. That's our show for this week, though. Thanks so much for your company. And remember, when it comes to climate-friendly travel, every small step forward is a giant stride when we all step together.